1: Hey, Brindo, Steve here. And Larson. And on today's going in Raw news brief, WWE makes more cutbacks, Finn talks the return of the Demon, and details of Miro's AEW deal are revealed. But first, Andrew Yang shoots hard on Vince McMahon. Larson, what's in the news?
2: Yeah, Chris Van Vliet scored a huge, massive shoot interview with former presidential candidate Andrew Yang who went hard on Vince for classifying WWE talent as independent contractors while treating them, essentially, as employees. I had to fix my chair. The whole interview is definitely worth a watch. Uh, We'll link to it in the description. And uh, Yang does have a really good grasp on the issues at hand as it relates to professional wrestlers specifically and seems like a genuine fan of the sport. Uh, He even uh, takes a moment to name drop fake diesel And fake Razor Ramon, the show is bona fides, but also prove a pretty interesting point. So the crux of Yang's argument, as mentioned before, deeming their talent uh, uh, contractors while exerting so much control over what they do outside the WWE. Here's some salient quotes, uh, courtesy transcribed by Fightful, and then later on Wrestling Inc. This is the first bit. Uh, Quote, Vince and the gang, they thrive because the mainstream press won't do anything because it's wrestling. The wrestlers don't say a damn thing because they'll know it will come down on them like a ton of bricks. So let's keep exploiting people, make our millions, and we'll get away with it for decades and decades. The bill is coming due, and I'm going to be the person that does it or the person who is there when it's done. And it's going to give me great pleasure because the people know. McMahons have made so much money. They have money. To where they're investing in football leagues if you're a wrestler breaking your back and the wb is like oh we can't afford you you're fired it's like well you probably could afford me if you could afford to lose tens of millions on the xfl debacle the affordability argument does not apply to wb the way it applies to every other firm if you look at aew i have a feeling that their economics are real wwe does not have those constraints anymore because a public company if your company is worth 3.3 billion and you're mistreating workers That's just shameful, really shameful. There was a point in the distant past where you could have made a legitimate argument based upon cost, but now you can't. Now it's just plain fucking greed. We can all see it. He continues on and says, if they are going to
1: control all of the aspects of these performers' lives, then they should take some responsibility for those people, bigger picture, uh, if they have a kid. Maybe they get maternity or paternity leave. Maybe they get an off-season. Maybe they get proper recovery time. I say this as someone who has been a longtime fan of the sport. They're putting their lives and health on the line all the time. They made Vince a billionaire, and the fact that he's being so so heavy-handed about them making a buck on the side on Cameo just struck me as absurd, ridiculous, and wrong. Uh, He also used, as you said before, uh, fake Diesel and Razor to poke holes in WWE's claims that their intellectual property is comparable to Warner's or Disney. Uh, As you guys know, uh, for some context here, I'm pretty sure everybody knows this, but there might be some friendos out there who don't When Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, who are known as Diesel and Razor Ramon in WWF. Mm -hmm. When they left in 1995, WWF uh, tried to present those same characters using uh, Kane and Rick Bognar. Uh, yeah.
2: in their place. They and essentially recast the roles of Diesel and Razor Ramon, and, and I didn't write this down here, but uh, the point being is you can't just recast the wrestler character because the person playing the character puts so much into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, continue.
1: Uh, he says, I really, don't, I really do not think it's a fair comparison. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that if an actor or actress plays Belle from Beauty and the Beast, it's not actually Belle, and they don't live in a magic castle with the Beast. Therefore, if the actor... Turns around and does something on their own accord, everyone knows it's for hire and she's doing something else. They don't claim to own Emma Watson. With professional wrestlers, you inhabit a character, but you're still a human being and should still be able to do things like any other human could do. I think the comparison is not very apt in large part because the treatment is so dissonant because on one hand, they're saying, we have no responsibility for you, but we control your very image, your name in some cases, and you can't do anything without our say. It's inhuman. It's dehumanizing. It's like they're saying, you're no longer a human being. You're this character. Um, that'll be very interesting. Uh, uh, what would transpire should the administration switch hands come uh, January um, if Andrew Yang, who, uh, you know, made uh, uh, a pretty decent. I mean, he's probably out of the field of like 22 or 23 Democrats here in the United States who uh, uh, ran in the primaries for the Democratic mm-hmm. ticket. Uh, he probably improved his stock the most beyond anybody besides like Kamala Harris, who obviously is the vice presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, from where he was to where he ended up um, a lot of recognition now for Andrew Yang. Very interesting that all of a sudden you have a fan of the product who sees this and says, hold on a second. WWE is a very unique company in how they, and I don't know, there might be comparable companies out there that um, treat their, uh, independent contractors. I mean, the the, the whole gig
2: economy in, in L. A. For example. Um, well, I mean, you, it's just not limited to L. A. Now anymore. It's it's, it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, are, are making living or or, or make part of living, you know, doing Uber or Lyft, um, which, is know, big, like, yeah, which is a big yeah, which is a big thing and, in here in California with
1: uh, yeah, with the yeah. law that was passed. And there's there's a lot of different. I mean, there are legitimately a lot of sides to that, um, and it's really difficult to sort of parse that. Like even go back.
2: F- You know, uh, one of the common criticisms of of Walmart historically was that they'll have people work the maximum number of hours without them being full time. So they'll employ them for 38 hours or whatever. a week, Like a minute short of 40. So they don't have to give them benefits and such. Yeah. Um, I was. Hey,
1: fun fact. I was a freelancer at Machinima for virtually every all the time that
2: I was there, say, for like four months. Mm hmm. Yep. So there you yep go. I mean it's, 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 I think it's a fairly common practice for companies to try to, especially large companies, to try to uh, get as much productivity out of their workers mm-hmm. uh, without maybe classifying them as employees, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. If you're going to employ somebody, employ them. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. Yep. Um, His argument here about uh, Emma Watson and Bell and how it relates to uh, WB's IP, you know, cause WB made the comparison to waters and Disney and I get his point and I agree with him. However, I wonder if WWE can kind of turn that around and say, well, yeah, you could recast bell with another actress and people will buy into the role. But look, fake diesel, fake razor Ramon, no one bought into it because it wasn't Scott Hall mm-hmm. so much of the performer is the character. And uh, that character is our IP IP, Mm -hmm. and is, you know, saying, but without that person playing that particular character, that IP isn't worth as much. that makes sense.
1: Neither of us us are are lawyers. Far from it. However. Yeah, far from it. However. Well, actually, I did mock trial back. Did you ever do mock trial? No, I did model UN. Ah, we're nerds. Uh, I, I will say this, though. It would seem... It would seem this doesn't seem like you'd have to be too enmeshed in in, in legal terminology and and philosophy to know this, that if Emma Watson went on cameo dressed up like Belle and claimed to be Belle, Disney might have a massive issue with that. At, At the same time,
2: with WWE, if what, you don't think so? No, I, I, the premise I don't disagree with, but it, it depends on who actually owns the copyright of the initial work, you know. Because D- Beauty and the Beast is not the story; is not a Disney creation. That particular, because that's kind of a gray area. If she's like, "Hey, I'm hi, this is Belle," Disney didn't create Belle. Now they might have copyright over the particular film work that was based on the story but I don't know if there's there would be wiggle room in that situation where Disney didn't actually create the story of Beauty and the Beast. Okay, so there is,
1: there is I, I have actually,
2: I do know a little bit about this stuff because Thor, uh, mm-hmm.
1: you can't, so Thor, as he's presented in the Marvel comics, like DC has their own version of Thor. Mm-hmm. He looks nothing, he's not blonde. He doesn't look anything like, well, Marvel now is basically made in the comics. They've made uh, Chris Hemsworth look like, or Thor make, make him look like Chris Hemsworth. But, uh you can have like Thor from the mythology that yes. you can't you can't do it like you can anybody can can do their own variation on Thor. You can't adopt any of the elements that Marvel has trademarked yes. for yes. that Thor. So if Emma Watson decided to completely reinvent herself and called herself, there might be some gray area there. My point is, if if given that WWE owns this the the, the names for the mm-hmm. most part mm-hmm. of their characters. This might actually cause them to go back to renaming, even if you're coming off the independent, if you're coming through the independence and you've made a big name for yourself, if you're a Matt Riddle and you've come through the independence, you made a big name for yourself elsewhere. They might still, because of this, they might rename you because if you go on cameo, if you're presented with the option, okay, yeah, you can go on cameo, you can go on cameo and uh, you can't dress like you do in the day, you can't wear any of your uh, entrance attire or your ring attire. Mm-hmm. You can't use the name, Matt Ridley, and this is just an example, um, or you can't use the ring name that we've given you. Then you are within your rights to do that. Yeah. Um, because you're basically an actor. Um, Or you can do it through us where we provide you that setup. I mean, who knows what the financials are. Um, you have the exposure of doing it through us, through our official channels. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might be forced into giving these wrestlers the opportunity for either one, but yeah, yeah. yeah, Not allowing them to do cameo using their own name. Um, unless they have some sort of exclusivity agreement, licensing their name to the WWE,
2: which then they'd have to look at the legalities of that. So it's,
1: it's going to be very interesting to see
2: if, yeah, yeah, they get targeted. It is. It is. Um, you know, the wrestling is one of the few things where the line between uh, performer and, and and character is so blurred. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, yeah. Emma Watson. She gets hired to do the role of Bell. She does role of Bell, and she moves on to something else. And mm-hmm. that's not always, That's not the case in pro mm-hmm. wrestling. You know. Um, you know, so long as you're in WWE, you are. You know, Daniel Bryan. He's mm-hmm. gonna be Daniel Bryan as long as he's in WWE. Yeah. Period. Yeah, you know,
1: um, and on top of that, like, given how much Emma Watson would be paid, probably was paid to do Bell, charging even a thousand dollars for a cameo, like Disney isn't gonna—they they would never look. Disney will nickel and dime you out there. They're not gonna nickel and dime their actors who they want to stay in the good graces with. Yes. So, but WWE has no problems whatsoever nickel and diming
2: their own wrestlers that's also a big uh, a, a big difference there yes it um, is, it is. there's 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 a lot of differences we, we could spend a lot of time uh the interview with yang is great um uh van vliet does a good job with it um it's like 19 minutes it's well worth your time to check out um and uh you know andrew yang favorite match ever macho man steamboat WrestleMania three it's a great match it's a pretty good answer to give it's legit. Fantastic match.
1: Yeah. Uh, been cool if he gave like a deeper cut, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what exactly. What if he went like? He was like, "Oh yeah, New Jack versus Vic Grimes." Was the best. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Gerald Briscoe, long time, thirty six year employee from WWE. This guy has been responsible for so much throughout the decades. Uh, he's been laid off from WWE. Longtime employee Gerald Briscoe announced on Twitter that his time with the company has officially come to an end, saying, "Okay, want to get this uh, want to get this out the right way. Last night I received a call from Vince McMahon to let me know after 36 years of dedication to WWE, I am no longer needed. I'm okay with this. I will still be around to help talent. More info will follow.
2: Thanks, Mr. McMahon. So I think he was furloughed in April. Okay, as it was. Mm-hmm." Mm -hmm. Um, So shortly after Briscoe made his Announcement PW Insider reported that quote The departure of WWE Hall of Famer Gerald Briscoe is part of another round of financial Cutbacks for the company Uh, PW Insider noted that they were Unaware how widespread the cutbacks May be or if any talent would be Involved we haven't heard anything else uh, Since that it's uh, About one o'clock Here on Thursday afternoon Pacific Um, haven't heard About any additional cutbacks so uh if they are happening, hopefully they're not terribly widespread. We don't want to it's it's a bummer when we hear about people losing their jobs. So Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Especially when WWE are, are rolling in record profits. Mm. Uh
1: also somebody who I don't have a segue here. Man. You don't have a segue? It's All right.
2: Finn Balor. Yeah. Real new XT champion. <laughs> um so it's been a while since we've seen him dawn. WWE might
1: have some demons coming down Persona. on them.
2: Speaking of the demon. It's a bit of a stretch, but okay. So he, uh, Finn Balor talked to Digital Spy and explained why we haven't seen Demon Balor in a while. This we had to say, quote, I feel like the demon was supposed to be a one-off in Tokyo Dome, Japan, and it grew into this completely separate entity that for some time I had control over, and then eventually it kind of spun out of control. K in it, man. <laughs> I was trying to please too many people and not pleasing myself. I feel like I lost a grip on what the character was and what I was utilizing f- utilizing it for, I feel like the main element that the Demon had was the element of surprise, and I feel like we've lost that in the sense that it became more like a crutch for Finn. So, of course, every high-profile match, pretty much, he'd bust out the Demon, and it was like a guaranteed win. But then there'd be times where we'd have a match, I was like, if the Demon is guaranteed W, just do Demon. Like, it's yeah, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. That was the big one. I was like, why aren't you doing the Demon right now? I know. It was like guaranteed W. Mm-hmm. But... Have we seen last of the demon, according to Finn? Quote, it's definitely not dead and buried. There will be a time and place where we get the demon versus Bray Wyatt, where we get the demon versus Braun Strowman, where we get the demon versus Brock Lesnar. You had that chance, Finn. You had the chance. But right now, I'm interested in defending the NXT championship. So it seems like time being, at least while he's in NXT, no demon. And I'm totally cool with that. Like the, 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 the spectacle of the demon is all right, I guess. But that's all it was, it was a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really felt like, for the most part, you could pick isolated incidences where this wasn't the case. For the most part, he didn't really wrestle any differently as the demon. Uh, it was, it was, it seemed more of a superficial thing. And yeah, it was neat. I was just never really into it. I like Finn as Finn, mm-hmm. personally. I prefer Finn as Finn. Once I became uh,
1: uh, educated in his time as uh, Prince Devitt, I was like, I just want that guy. I just want the guy going around restaurants chopping the shit out of normal people's chests. That that guy is cool. Yeah. Um, that being said, I didn't I didn't mind the demon, but yeah, it got to the point where it was like that. There was that gap in logic. Like it's a big match with Brock Lesnar. Why didn't he just use the demon here? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it it became less about the story and more just okay. Well, I know how important this match is which means that the other matches where he's not deemed aren't as important, and that's not mm-hmm. interesting. Um, what is interesting, of course, is last night on AEW, we saw Miro Day, uh, and uh, a Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting that Miro has signed a deal with AEW, quote, that lasts for over a year. Fightful Select, go subscribe to Fightful Select. They're great. Notes that the deal will allow Miro to work New Japan and Indie Dates but not other televised U.S. companies. Um, so, obviously, no impact, no WWE. Seems and I a pretty guess standard no deal for, you mm-hmm. know,
2: for people who want some flexibility in yeah. their AEW deal. International seems cool. Uh, indies that aren't televised, cool. Um, if it's another televised promotion, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, yeah, dude, you know what, man? There was a, We
1: were talking about this last night in AEW, and uh, I'm sorry, on our AEW recap, and, you know, there is some chatter out there on Twitter uh, from people saying, yeah, but does does Miro like, you know, is he checked out? Is this sort well, of they, like an impact interview thing? afterwards? I don't think he's checked out at all, man. I that, didn't see for that. Shut up. Stop talking to me, Siri. Why is Siri talking to you? I don't know. Anyways, uh, no, he did like a uh, he did like a, a, a little vloggy thing on his YouTube channel. I linked to it on my Twitter. Man, this dude, he was, like, as genuine as could be. He seems, like, legitimately, it's its like a new world for him. Seems like, this is the, the body language and, and, you know, what I got from it. He seems really excited, but he also seems very, like, I'm not going to say very, but he seems a bit on the nervous side. Like, I feel like he's, hes I think he's really into this, but it's just, you yeah. know, coming from the WWE and jumping into this brand new endeavor, I don't know if he was even, he didn't do that. What did he do before uh, NXT? before he, he he was I developed. think he wrestled
2: wrestled independently. Was he on the independence before? think okay. so yeah. That was a long I mean time that's ago. The thing, that's the, if it's the same thing I saw, it, you know, he talked about coming to America to become a professional mm. wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um I imagine for him and maybe other former WWE talents it can be a bit nerve-wracking to go from a situation where everything is so micromanaged. Mm-hmm. And you go to this new company and just like, "Oh, they don't tell you down to every little detail what you have to do." Yeah. In a sense, that could be great because you feel like its huge weight is off your shoulders. At the same time, that's also. a lot of responsibility on yourself that you have to fill in those gaps. Yeah, I completely understand why that would be that would cause anxiety. No, absolutely. would also be really exciting. He could also he could also see. I mean, it's yeah. He could also see
1: you know the success stories. You know, you look at guys who were with WWE before I me. Mean, obviously, you got Cody, uh, but you got you know Brody Lee, big example. Mm-hmm. Hager, mm-hmm. big example. Guys who have actually. I mean, in Fox. Hager's case. Uh, you know, I, I think he's had a successful run in AEW. You know, I think much. I, I know he's not like the world champion or anything. He's probably never going to be.
2: But uh, they, they his role his his role in AEW is perfect for perfect. him and his personality. It's perfect, you know. Yeah.
1: But I can imagine you look at those guys and like, man, I hope I kill it like they do. Like especially like Brody Lee. He set like a new standard in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so uh, so yeah, or my, well, that's good. That's Mox, it's good that, I mean, that he has those people there to. Confer with to talk Mm -hmm. to to get insight Mm -hmm. on how to make that transition from taking control to a certain extent of your own creative and making the most of those opportunities, yeah. And I mean, I really like upon further
1: reflection, I really am looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with Kip with Kip Sabian, yeah. I I, 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 yeah, being able to bounce off somebody else is probably an important part of that. Um, Kip, I like I said last night, has got a ton of potential. They Mm -hmm. haven't really figured out too much of a role for him, but maybe this will propel both guys. You have somebody to bounce off of, somebody backstage for ideas. Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. If it's genuine and you're coming up with ideas, people are totally going to at least give you the benefit of the doubt and try to buy into it. And if it Mm -hmm. fails, same thing you did with the Dark Order. You just pivot a little bit, see what else works, get some time on being the elite perhaps. I'm looking forward to this, man. I think this is great.
2: Yeah, I think Miro being the elite could be great.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I, 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 me wanting more for Miro. I hope that wasn't seen as a slight to, to Kip, because that's not how it was intended. Yeah, I like. I thought, I thought I think, you
1: hated him so much.
2: No, I think he's. I both. I think both he and Penelope have a bunch of potential. Um, when I, I said that only because Miro has gotten over with everything he was ever given. To WWE. The possibility for him to make money for AEW and put eyeballs in the company is pretty vast. I just didn't know if a situation where he was put in would do that quickly. That being said, there could be some good stuff there. It's probably gonna be fun. I'm not gonna dismiss dismiss it out of hand. I was maybe just a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's it, and that's just me personally. Oh, but yeah. uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that Kip has done that I have liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I thought this the 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 segment. Where he made the announcement, I thought, from the comedic aspect, he handled it very well. When AEW
1: has committed to things, they have generally worked. Um, you know, And they, they will try and try and try, and they are not afraid to fail, mm-hmm. and they'll try again. So, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys are too. We'll be back, uh, what, tomorrow night for our SmackDown? Tomorrow, the news brief, and then SmackDown, right? Is that what we're doing?
2: Yeah, that sounds right. We don't have anything tonight.
1: It's weird to think that tonight we don't have any wrestling to
2: watch. I know. The next next week, I'm not entirely sure what the schedule is. Like, is Nobody NXT knows. gonna be back on Wednesday? I think so. It's they either said otherwise. They're gonna be Wednesday or Thursday. So we're gonna get definitely. Re- it's probably gonna be. Well, I don't know. Well, it's gonna. It's a toss. It depends broad on the Monday. NBA but I, I wouldn't be surprised at some point this week because NXT did pretty well in the ratings again this week. It was over 800,000, just slightly down from last week. If they say, I don't know, tomorrow. No, hey, NXT's No. Oh, really? That you think one.
1: they'd pull the trigger that quick?
2: I don't know. I mean, it depends. I don't know. I, don't I would
1: know. think they'd try to see if they can carry that momentum to keep Wednesdays, and if a couple of weeks go by and it's like, oh man, we're back in the
2: like the mid six. That's going to seem even. That's going to seem even more like they're doing it just because they're floundering on Wednesdays, as opposed to saying, here, look, look how successful we are on Tuesdays now. If they go back to Wednesdays and be like, oh, here's a reminder of why we're moving in the first place, because mm-hmm. we weren't, we weren't succeeding on Wednesdays, so we're we're retreating back to Tuesdays as opposed to they just do it soon. It's like, oh hey, look. Yeah, Wednesdays were fine for us. Wow, so much more exciting on Tuesdays. Yeah, I don't know. You ride the momentum of, of good ratings on Tuesdays for two weeks in a row. We'll see.
1: Uh, and then, of course, today on Friendo Club TV, we've got Rawgate Mutant Absorption Series versus oh, Bruno Sammartino. Ooh, and there's some controversy there. Rawgate Mutant had to hit the rewind button to go back in time again. <laughs> I mean, those are Ra- those gate powers, you know, exactly. Anyways, check that out. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron only live shows, gameplay and vintage 10 for the wins. Access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package and so much more. Support going in raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson.